this is the beginning of just two guys talking. I appreciate you for stopping by and checking us out. We're going to just jump right into it. This is the first episode. So give it a listen. And as you know it, we're going to be polishing this thing up as we move along. Enjoy. ASMR. 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 Okay. Audio. Uh, Symphile. Let me look this up. ASMR. It's so weird, bro. It's like it's it's called whisper porn sometimes, but autonomous sensory meridian response. That's a complex Uh, way of saying I like sound to jerk off to. Yeah, dude. Like apparently, apparently, it's like it 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 sends out this uh, paranesthesia, this like tingling through your body. You ever had like a pleasure sensation just go through you randomly? Oh yeah. Apparently, it it evokes that. I wonder what nervous uh, system is like being activated when when you start hearing whispering, and what genes in your body are just like you know what? Like we really like the whispers. I don't know, man. Probably the same part of you that's like, I hear mom's voice when I'm in the womb and I know that I'm in a safe, good place. You know? Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, yeah, that's true. I like that. I never thought of it that way. That's that's just my guess. I have no fucking clue. Well, oh, how man. You, how you oh, doing right now, man? I'm doing pretty good. I actually have like, uh, I woke up this morning at like 730. Uh, did my routine, you know, two hours of silence. It was real nice really enjoyed it and then then started you know, then it was around 10 30 uh, i actually picked up my phone for the first time that you know this today mm-hmm. and i gotta say dude i already see a difference like in energy just like uh that phone definitely drags me down man like yeah. going on yeah. facebook seeing everyone so upset with everyone i know I don't know, man. Oh, fucking sucks. <laughs> Me too. I just put like, you know, I'm getting texts from friends right now. I know they just want to hang out. I know they don't want my energy in any sort of negative way, but I feel siphoned by that, by that. External. That call. And I'm like, I'm putting this on airplane mode. I'm going to do my Zoom. Like, you know, like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fucking show up for that right now. I'll, I'll show yeah. up when my, when my soul says, okay. Right, dude. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's about really. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So let's, uh, uh, let's, I think jump right in. Um, I think it would be kind of cool if we like uh, talk about why. Yeah, chat. Yeah, Yeah. chat about why, and you know, talk about the title, Um, and then uh, you you could be uh, guy number you know guy one, guy number one. I'll be guy number two. Um, And yeah, and uh, you you know, I started recording in the very beginning, but I'm gonna chop the audio to like. You know, oh, it, might, it might even be fun to have that audio of like, I, yeah. how do these two warm up? You know what I mean? Like that might even be fun. I think it'd be kind of funny if I like take the beginning of that and then put it in before the intro. And then it's just like, here's two guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I'm sure you have too, how, how I wanted to like break into this. Because I know what we wrote up was something along the lines of, you know, just two guys talking, you know, a, a podcast or a show where two guys are talking about what's going on inside their heads. And uh, I was like, oh, man, like, how do I want to explain that to people? You know, how do we want to explain that to people? And I think the best way that I can think of is just to do what we've always done, which is just say, okay, communications in the shitter. Biases are like way, way high right now. Um, we, we, we're in a time where like people are just getting like their own ecosystems fed to them really hard. Yeah, that echo. 
that echo, yeah, that echo chamber, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if an echo chamber is absent of sound, but it, it's definitely, it's definitely got the same stuff just percolating in the same space. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you and I talk about this. Um, oh, and maybe I'll start with this. So the reason why we're going by guy one and guy two uh, is because we wanted to mitigate for some of those biases. That was the plan. Definitely. I, I, uh, just to jump in, uh, I also want to point out, it's like one, <laughs> we're on a Zoom chat, so this actually changes a lot of our flow. I, I like, I'm feeling it. I'm just like, yeah. man, I, I get to see visually and, uh, you know, audibly, and I'm like, okay, man, this is this is wild. But uh, on that same note, of why we would want to, you know, essentially be calling each other like guy one or guy two is because we, I don't want, you know, and this is a personal thing. This is me being biased right now. Uh, I don't want other people to really uh, to put a story to who, who, who I could be besides the words that they hear. Right. And, that, right. and that's it. I just want them to take it in and take it in for what it is and not for some kind of story that they can, uh, you know, assimilate by attaching, you know, thinking about my name, thinking about my background. Right. Um, and as far as like, you know, the audience knows is like, I am a learned man. <laughs> <laughs> you are a learned man and you're, you're a very wise man. The one thing we don't want them to do is we all come to the table with preconceptions, just like a, like a, a, a set list of, of what are called schemas or schematics about somebody. And it's only once we engage with them that some of those things can fall to the side and we can actually engage with who we've got in front of us, right? But if you, come, if you come to the table and there's an interview, let's say you got a celebrity there, everything you've ever heard or ever associated with them, or, and you may not have even heard it, you may have just made these uh, implicit associations about them. You bring it to the table, you're, you're putting it on them, and now you're running everything they say through this filter and saying how congruent they are with the image you had. Now, if you're really open, you might just start assimilating, right? You might just go, oh, that's, that's like really not what they're about, so we're taking in new information, make room for that. Which is not, the ideal, right? Like which is the to, ideal. to be open. Right. And that seems to be what the world is calling for right now is to be able to come to each other as humans and say, uh, you know, here I am, here you are, let's engage. But at the same time, there's a lot of talk, uh, and I'm sure you agree with this, but you can tell me, talk around the idea that we have all these preconceptions and therefore we won't engage. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, just to give an example, uh, I recently kind of ran up against that just uh, just recently. Um, for example, one of my friends uh, on a social media platform decided, you know, to post this uh, funny little comment. You know, you and I spoke about this and uh, it seems I, I ruffled their feathers in a very peculiar way and they've been very avoidant. They don't want to have a conversation with me, but they're okay with allowing uh, this narrative that they're telling themselves uh, about me to to permeate and to kind of like, you know, color the picture of, you know, quote unquote, who I am. You know, right. like, at the end of the day, like uh, this whole podcast, just, you know, just you guys talking is, is like re- trying to remove that barrier uh, of this of the story this narrative and just right. allowing the the viewers or the listeners to just take it in for what it is and if they want to have a conversation then they can just send us an email at you know info at just two guys uh dot co and right. they 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 don't really need to know exactly who they're talking to but because like me and you we we converse but 
uh, we're just trying to push uh, more people to engage in the listening mind rather than, uh, you know, like uh, Jonathan Haidt uh, said um, in the NYU uh, forum, he was oh, just like, firm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When he said, uh, it's like, why, why accuse first and social media second? It's like, no, we need to give the people the benefit of the doubt and then right. engage in a dialogue and a conversation. And, and, uh, this is a, this is a, a pre uh, a mutation of a podcast because typically I would say the tradition is, you know, you hear a podcast, you, you see who's on it and, you uh, you usually listen just because of who's on it, because of how you right. affiliate with that person right. and the story, this narrative. And right here is like, you know, if, if we have a, you know, a guest on, they're, they're also going to be called, you know, girl one, girl two, guy one, guy two, you know, chocolate thunder, like whatever they want to be called. Like, call yeah. Yeah, yeah. like it doesn't matter what their name is, their stories, their background. What I want is, uh, and what I think what you want as well is just uh, to have a, a peer conversation. And we're, and, and also I want to throw this in there. We're just being playful. Like this, this right. is it. Like we're, right. we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Like, you know, uh, we, we both got degrees and uh, we both can speak dolphin. So I'm just, I'm just right. fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think you brought a, a good thing up is that, um, you know, part part of what's going on, I think, in the world, I do it too, you do it too, I'm sure we're humans. And that's that's the core fundamental piece here is we're all human beings. Exactly. And we get hurt, we get annoyed, we get scared when our reality gets worked on a little bit. And we're like, oh, that does not mix in the way I see the world. That's not something I value. That scares me. And we avoid things that scare us. We often actually not just avoid when we can't avoid it, we get angry because that's our second defense mechanism that we know how to deal with things typically. Some people get angry first, some people avoid first, fight or flight, freeze, all that stuff. But what does it take? And, and you know, you're a great communicator. Um, what does Appreciate it take to, to re-engage with somebody in your estimation? When, when you do feel hurt, when you do feel slighted, when that resentment's bubbling to the surface, and yeah, what does it take to come back to someone? That's that's the real question. Yeah, I, th I think that's like a, a really uh, deep question. I think a lot of people definitely need to be in on a no on this one. And like, what does it take? Uh, you know, in my opinion, I'm going to throw out some words. I think it sure. takes gumption. I think it yeah. takes some resilience. I think it takes uh, the ability to humble the ego and step away from, you know, like from your feelings because your feelings want to push you into this, uh, push you into this narrative. It's like, and then it kind of, and then, you know, back to our primal ways, you know, it's like the tribe. It's like, Hey, whoever this other person is, they're not part of my tribe. And right. so I'm going to start treating them as other. And if we make them other, we can just scoot them along and we don't even have to like repaint our, our picture of them at all. Totally. So like, what, what would I recommend to start re-engaging with people is, um, be, be more gentle. And uh, I would say be more gentle with yourself when you're talking to yourself in your own mind. Mm -hmm. Because once you start being more kind and more gentle to who you are, when you have that dialogue with yourself, you're not going to be so you're not going to be so keen to be abrasive to someone else. Because right. I feel like a lot of people have this narrative in their mind where, oh, I'm really hard on myself. I'm really tough. I'm, you know, I do all these things and they're going to be tough and, and, you know, hard on someone else. But Setting standards for yourself and setting them for other people, projecting them out onto the world. Totally. And I, I like that you said that, you know, setting standards for yourself. I, I think uh, 
here, here's something that kind of brings up to my mind is get to know your, your style of communication, understand the words that you're saying and understand that those words have power and they influence you and they influence others. Right. Um, so to simply, uh, tie this one in a bow, like one humble yourself, like be okay with understanding that the other person isn't, um, seeing eye to eye that's okay. You know, just take that breath, recalibrate, and then step back in and get to know their definition. Start, start trying to create a dialogue, try to move it forward. Um, you know, there is, uh, and if you can take away the right and wrong, from uh the conversation then i think that that is that is a winning mindset right right and you know you made some, some really good points I, I thought you know what came to mind when you mentioned being gentle with yourself is it's okay to admit if you got hurt it doesn't make you weak it, it just makes you human and if somebody hurts your feelings if, you, if you're sitting home and you're just like running this 2d representation of them over and over again i wish i had said this i wish i had done that next time i see them i'll fucking rise to the occasion well you're fighting actually with your own psyche you're fighting with this this inward projection of them this manifestation this avatar and you're like going back at them and it's just them from one moment and it's so funny you know i you know we talk about social shame a lot and that's a, that's a big curiosity of mine because i've dealt with that in my life is that you know i'll be having a good time with someone everything's fine but say something and i don't like it and i don't necessarily know how much i don't like it in the moment right yeah and i'll, and I'll go home and i'll sit on it and we're you and i have talked about rumination versus versus uh you know other forms of insight and I'll sit there and I'll chew on it. I'm like chewing my cud and I'm like, just like, it's just not a, it's, it's a toxic, gross feeling. And it's okay to be gentle with yourself. It's a head of felt shame. I don't really know what their intention was. I shouldn't try and guess what their intention was because right now I'm in a negative state and that negative state is coloring my depiction of that person. Maybe I should ask them should be the next course of events. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Get some clarity into that conversation. Sure. And then when you start treating them like human instead of other, you know, at the end of the day, you're just too human, just having a conversation, making a bunch of mouth sounds. And one person didn't like the mouth sound that came out of their mouth. So. Right. Right. It's like, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll drop these, but no, he meant that to be just a complete asshole. He was just really trying to derail me in my life. It's like, I mean, do you really understand what he just meant by what he said? Or did you run it through the filter that you run through life? and maybe come out with an end an end product that you didn't enjoy. And maybe you need to say, hold on, a little mindfulness. There's that thought, there's me, separate out and just be like, okay, I need some clarity, as you said, I need some clarity on this issue. So I Definitely. have to go to the source for where those words, and it, you know what, that actually kind of opens up the conversation for words. Yeah, yeah, go for yeah. it. How we use words, you know, I think there's a lot of, of, of uh, word use going on right now where people are, are kind of uh, transmuting our vocabulary into this uh, this mutant strain, this this uh, non congruent way of thinking about an actual concept. Because they're seeking they're seeking ways, to, I think, to explain emotionality in words. Yeah, and they don't want to create a word because that's really what goes into creating word is is a whole feature of, of events ranging from just using the word to explaining what it means to time in which society can integrate that word. Right. So they do a lot of concept creep. You and I have talked about this. They start to expand what a word means. When I was in college, we used to talk about uh, what harm was. Uh, and we would talk about like, you know, 
what is harm? Is it physical? Is it emotional? Like, is it, you know, what, which one is it? It's like, well, you can't really define what harm is when you play with the physical and emotional realms like that. And at times it seems harm is leaned into this area where it's like that hurt my feelings and therefore that's harm. And certain, certain terms have been kind of, kind of allocated and, and misused to, to creep over into that environment of saying anything that hurts my feelings or makes me feel uncomfortable or a negative affect emotion is now harming me. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think a word that comes to mind uh, instead of harm, uh, like bully, you know, like oh, how, yeah, that's a yeah. Like that that word, uh, it needed it needed to concept creep essentially. It needed to be expanded, yeah, right. in, you know, to take on for like online bullying, especially for sure. you know the the younger generations. Uh, mm -hmm. So I mean, concept creeping can can be good, but most times the way you and I have seen it. Um, hold up, internet seems to be unstable, my friend. Let's see, oh, Mike, I can still hear you. Okay, as long as I think the audio comes out pretty clear, that's all I care about. Um, cool. So, yeah, concept creep can, uh, uh, I think, sorry, back to the point was uh, concept creep typically today is being utilized in a negative way. And, and that's what you and I have been seeing. And that's what, uh, right. like, that's what we're touching on right now is the, we see these words and we see them kind of like birth and we see them used a few times. And then, and then all of a sudden it's encompassing this whole other, uh, whole other topic that could be explained in an entirely different way. And as it should be, but they're trying to bring it in so they can rally the people who, who really feel inflamed by that word. Right. And, and it seems like an attempt at a heuristic, right? It's an attempt at a shortcut to explain an emotional phenomenon where like, if you're using another word to explain a phenomenon, I'm not going to call you lazy, but it's a little lazy. It's like saying like this concept, I'm just going to like kind of uh, stretch it out a little bit. I don't care how much material is there for me to actually work with. And I'm going to overlap it where I need it to be. And where really the, you know, we love to label things as human beings, but it's not always actually, although it appears efficient, it's not always effective. And that's really the big difference here for me is that if you're taking words and you're taking your definitions and just trying to stretch them beyond their bounds, uh, it's not an effective form of communication because at some point you're just going to be speaking in really obscure, ambiguous terms, using as many like little buzzwords as you can that actually explain the phenomenon that's at work. Um, Definitely agree. Right? Um, just one second. I'm actually going to try and switch over to my Wi-Fi real quick because it seems that for some odd reason I am being uh, throttled. Let's see. One sec. Probably point you wrong. have some. Yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. We're talking about concept creep, uh, taking a word uh, beyond its its usual bounds. Uh, I was describing it as as being kind of a lazy way of, of explaining uh, phenomenon without having to explain, um, but then kind of getting stuck in these vague terms. Uh, by which you're having a conversation. Um, yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah, I think that's kind of funny. Uh, talking about like, uh, it's just like for uh, that. That brings up a lot of uh, feelings and emotions right now. Talking yeah, about I the bet, time I that bet. we're that that we're in, uh, right. the, like where we have a pandemic. Uh, we got a lot of people angry about you know systemic racism. Um, so 
Uh, we also got a lot of people, you know, mad about masks. We got a lot of people mad about, you know, their, their freedoms. It's like everyone's just really inflamed. And so at any given moment, you could be inundated with like so many different new words and terminologies and right. you can be uh, discriminated against in, in, in new ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just like at the end of the day, I just want to have a conversation, but a lot of what concept creeping essentially is doing is just uh, invoking the emotional aspect of, you know, humanity and really doesn't care about the facts, doesn't really care about, you know, having a conversation or being logical or any of that stuff. It's just, hey, how many terms can I utilize that can encroach on the ideologies that are, you know, keeping us human and uh, turn you against me? Mm -hmm. And maybe not even keeping us human, uh, in some ways, keeping us uh, uh, anesthetized as puppets, because we become very attached to those ideologies, and the ideology itself, as we understand it, plays as a puppet master. And kind of just, you know, I just think, I think of Geppetto and, and, uh, and Pinocchio. You know, yeah. you know, he's like, my wish is for this, this, this little boy to exist and have all the qualities that I, you know, deem, deem uh, worthy. And then Pinocchio has to live out his life trying to live up to what Geppetto you know, made a deal basically with, with, uh, very on, right. it's kind of, it's kind of like that. It's analogous to that. These individuals have these ideologies. They, they misallocate language. That's a really, you know, I'm looking into it. That is a historically, um, prevalent pattern in human existence is that we, we use language in very strategic ways. I know a lot of, uh, the unrest on the left and the right has been related to uh, the word defund and defund the police. And when I first heard it, I was like, what do you mean defund the police? Are you talking anarchy? Like, what are we talking about here? Right. Because the, because the word defund means to remove money. It means stopping the dissemination of money. And then I had to sit and there are two ways to go about this. You can get angry and say, oh, defund the police. No, I'm not going to listen to that. That's terrible. That's crazy. Or you can sit and say, well, what's that side actually using that word for? Because I don't think they... They don't seem like they're trying to destroy the universe. So like, what are they using that word for? And you find out that they mean, no, we need to like, we need to talk about how we allocate our funds. We need to talk about how we properly utilize, uh, you know, our our law enforcement. And I'm not trying to get political about the law enforcement movement. I'm not trying to get uh, political about uh, BLM, but I am trying to say is that was bad marketing. And, you know, that really was bad marketing, cut and dry. Uh, it was like, you're using the word the wrong way and Definitely. it caught on and it caught on. So like, and then, uh, and to that same point it's just like, yeah, there's like, uh, when, when we talk about that one word about that one slogan, that sign that you would see picketing down the street, you know, defund the police is like, all right, well, I think the, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to say, it. I, I think the, the people who thought it through. Uh, what that word really means in the context that it, that's given really means reallocate the money um, right. for, you know, a, a better police force for a better future rather than going straight to zero. But then there's the other group, the ones who, who aren't doing the research, the ones who aren't thinking critically, the ones who just want to get swept away in the emotion of everything. And, they're, and they, they believe that what they're saying is uh, defund the police can go absolutely to zero. Right. Um, which, which is, uh, you know, what I'm not for. I, I, I think, don't think anyone's for that. That's, that's, well, some people maybe, but they're, uh, exactly. they're, they're, they're losing, they're losing some marbles, but, um, it's, it's interesting, you know, emotionality will always try and evoke emotionality. That's why I think, uh, two sides of a, of an argument or a debate or a conversation 
not even a conversation, won't connect because if they won't connect, it's not a conversation. It will turn into a debate. It can turn into a fight. And what I think is going on here is you, you mentioned you know, people remote, you know, kind of reacting in, a, in an emotional fashion to defund the police, as I did initially until I, I, I investigated. And um, but that the reason why it evoked emotionality is because it was an emotionally charged misutilization of the concept. Yeah. And so emotions totally beget more emotions and they come from a place of uh, understandably understandable frustration. Totally. Uh, you're going to get frustration in response. And I, I think that's a dynamic people forget about a lot is that like, if you, if you, if you don't come correct, if you show up and you're like, you're spitting, you know, toxicity around the room, you don't have very long before it starts getting spit back at you, unless somebody is very, very aware of themselves and very well trained. Definitely. And, uh, and I guess like if, if someone was listening to this, it's like, it's almost as if we're asking everyone to, to become incredibly trained in, in language and conversation. And I, and I want to make a point and say, I don't want everyone to become incredibly trained. I just want to push people to just take a step back and, right. and, and listen and right. hear it out because a lot of times when there is like a, an argument or a disagreement uh, that, that arises, it's just because there wasn't enough clarity on the words that are being utilized. And, and it's typically because one party doesn't agree with the, the utilization of a specific word. And if they could just come to that table and just be like, yo, you know, when you say this word, it invokes this in me. What do you mean right. when you say this? And then it, typically I say nine times out of 10, it's like, you're going to be like, oh, I, you know, actually the person across from me is an incredibly reasonable human. Right, right. And they're trying to diffuse the tension, not not escalate the situation. Because um, everybody wants to feel heard and understood at the end of the day. Um, what what prolongs the, the negative experience is not engaging in communication, not figuring out each other's definitions. Um, you don't have to walk around with Merriam-Webster, although we, we all do technically these days. But <laughs> right, like, yeah. you know, it's we, got, our phones. we got Google, we got, we got Google. But like, you know, there, I guess there, you know, to an extent there is sub subjectivity in, in uh, the poetic nature of at least the English language, and I would say other languages as well. Um, where you know I speak a little Spanish, there's some there's some poetry in that as well. It doesn't mean one to one the way we semantically process or emotionally process it when we translate it over. And I'm sure there's ways to play with that in the language uh, itself. But for these individuals that are coming to the table, it is about um, there's a stoic nature that needs to to be had if you're actually and an openness, a true openness, an intention set saying I'm going to have a conversation now. Yeah. You got to say this within yourself. It's it's, and I'm not. Neither of us are trying to preach. Neither of us are trying to say, "Hey, man, this is how you operate in the world." But this is but, what what has worked for both of us. Right, right. It's worked for both of us. It, it works for most people. Separate yourself out from your feelings, not so that you don't feel your feelings, not detachment, just a little bit of space, a little yeah. bit of space. Saying, and you can you can do that by recognizing what that emotion is, just giving recognition and a name to it. Uh, can can give you a lot of a lot more control over your own reactions. Yeah, being able to take yeah exactly what you just said. To being able to take a step back, label what you think you're feeling, because uh, like what Chris Voss says in the in the book, never split the difference. Uh, phenomenal book, love that book. He he talks about like when you're able to uh, when you feel angry, if you're able to take that step back and label that emotion and be like, you know what, I am angry. Just the fact that you're able to label it, okay, now we're cooking with something. It's like now, now, 
now we're going somewhere. And I also want to jump back, you know, to, to the power of words. You know, words are incredibly powerful. Why do we call it spelling? Because it's a spell. And so if you can encapsulate this emotion into a room with like a spell around it that bounds it to that room, you're not going to allow those feelings to, you know, flow over into uh, other words. Uh, So if you don't label it, you're just running in the dark and the fog, like, and that's not fun. And what's interesting is that's, again, back to the, I think we spoke on it earlier, is that's the human tendency is we want to label. We want these mental heuristics that we don't have to process through. Uh, We want mental shortcuts. We don't process through the emotion and through what the meaning is all the time. We don't always want to have to like consciously bring that up. But you got to make sure that you're doing it right. If it is a spell and there is an incantation, you don't want to do that spell wrong. Definitely. Uh, you know, you don't want to end up switching bodies with a frog. Like that, that doesn't work for people who do spells. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, that wasn't the goal. You wanted Prince Charming. You got a frog. You said something wrong. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, it is, it is about, uh, in, in, in psychological literature, you hear a lot about like cognitive diffusion. How do you diffuse yourself from your thoughts and get some separation? The thoughts can be emotionally processed thoughts. The thoughts can just be purely intellectual, although I think the argument is that it can't be either or. Uh, but getting that separation so that you can explain to yourself, you do this fast. We can all do this really fast. I've had conversations with myself about a whole different topic while someone's talking to me and still been able to attune with them and then bring it in if it was appropriate to the conversation. I'm totally. pretty sure most humans can do that. We got back chatter going on all the time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, it's controlling some of the back chatter, uh, commanding it a little bit, not so that you're like ripping it with a vice grip, yeah. but so that, so that you're like being kind of playful with it. It's like, where'd that thought come from? Where'd that emotion come from? I'm gonna investigate that. I know that they said something, and, it, and I suddenly felt this emotion, let's say it's anxiety. All right, they said something, I felt anxious. Okay, I feel anxious, recognizing that in myself and saying, hey, you know, that made me feel anxious. Can you explain that a little more? Investigate where you believe the emotion came from, even though it's all happening inside you. Definitely, and I like how what you just said is like, I feel anxious. You didn't say I am anxious. Right, right, right. Two entirely different things. And I think that is like a, a beautiful example of saying that you are not your thoughts and you are not your emotions you are just uh, like a conduit and it, you know those words that were you know thrown at you or you know told to you they just triggered this response and you know uh, it's like it's like the beautiful world that we live in like when you look at the world like there's a storm happening on one side of it and you know does the whole world feel that storm no is it is the whole world that storm no it's right. it's it's it it is its own entity in on its own right so yeah i like the way you said that you know i feel versus rather than i am right you 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 experience the emotion you don't necessarily have the emotion because there's no ownership really unless you want to say okay I have ownership of this emotion. I'm the one who's per- perpetuating this emotion. You can identify that it's not the external and something going on within you. So maybe there's uh, there's a possibility you can't explore externally with that. Right, so yeah. You, so you may have the emotion, but you never want the emotion to have you. I exactly. am anxious. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know that's what you were, that that was the totality of your being. I'm so sorry. 
right yeah. yeah i get it it's like and that now i get well all the dad jokes now it's like oh man i'm hungry hey hungry how you doing like right right very, it's very semantic but it's it's again back to that that power of language and communication how are you charging your biases how are you charging your experience before during and after you know there's, definitely there's, um, becoming conscious of that story that you're telling yourself. Right, right. You know, there's this great, uh, great explanation of processing how like an experience is going to go that I like. That's like pre-event processing. All right, trying to set up ahead of time how things are going to go down. Mm. We talked about earlier, like having resentment, saying next time I see them, I'm going to do this and this and this. Never happens. Yeah, you, it never. You never get what you pre-process. Maybe you get like a taste of it, and that like teaches you that you can like get away with something. But really, no, you don't get anything. There's there's present processing, which I think uh, and this this is one that I've identified that I, where I'm pulling this information from uh, is is less likely to be fully conscious because there's so much interplay. There's a lot of data coming in. It's layered. Uh, it's layered. It's totally it's, it's multifaceted and, and it's really 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 complex. And there's post-event processing. And post-event processing is thinking about it after, ruminating, mm -hmm. just combing over, however you want to, however you want to describe it's it. After action report. Right, totally, 100%. Like, how did the game go, Ron? It's just like, you know, yeah. let's, let's run that through. And what I've, what I've found in my own life is that um, when you do that and you do, whatever you pre-analyze, whatever you pre-process, really impacts the present. It really does. And it infers the future. But, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, so um, it just goes back to that, you know, how are you running through your biases? Like, what are you expecting? And Definitely. Can you get some distance? Just a little bit of distance, like a foot. <laughs> just get yeah, a foot. yeah, that's all you need. You just need, you just need a little bit. And uh, I like what you just said when you're like pre-analyzing, you know, uh, the way I the way I interpret that in my in my own self is that like I'm telling the universe what I want. I'm telling the universe right. what I'm what I'm thinking is going to happen. Right. Uh, I try to get. That's why I I work and I you know cultivate such a positive mindset. You know, I'm not you know. It, inherently positive uh, this is work this is uh, this is a cultivation um that people see they're like oh Drake, daily from the minute your eyes are open exactly like I, I could allow my mind to to be negative but no i'm constantly i'm constantly listening to it and you know we could talk a lot about that but my main point was that be weary of what you tell the universe um because it's always listening and it's yeah. going to give you exactly what you want. It's going to give right. you exactly what you say. If you say right. I'm broke and I'm, and I'm for it, you know, I, I just don't like money or mm -hmm. I don't like capitalism or, you know, right. I, and I don't want, you know, I don't like the rich. It's like, you're telling the universe that like one, you don't want to be rich. Right. Like right. one, you don't want money. Right. It's like the universe is like, bro, I got the perfect concoction for you. Yeah. And the ecosystem I'm in capitalism, I'm not about it. So you basically don't want to play the game of the environment you're in is what you're telling me. Cool. I don't even need to react to you. Yeah, it's you're like, taking I'm yourself this game. down. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the game's just gonna be playing, and, you, and you're just like sitting on the wayside. It's just like, and I think this goes back to a conversation that you and I had. Is like a lot of people equate money with power. It's like, yeah. you know, if yeah, of course you can have a lot of money, but that doesn't really mean you have a lot of power. Like no. at the end of the day, it's the connections that you make with other human beings that give you power. Right. And if you're thinking money gives you power, when you meet someone who's rich, you're going to take them for somebody that's way more important and valuable in your life than they actually are. 
right? Yeah, you're putting them on a pedestal. Right. I've met, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've met a lot of worthless millionaires in my life. And I don't mean worthless as in they're worthless. I mean, like, they weren't of value to my life. We didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Like, they weren't, uh, like, uh, they weren't truly wealthy. They didn't really right. embrace prosperity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, you know, what are, what are the elements of that? What are the elements of that power dynamic? You start thinking about a world as, as a power dynamic, you start to construct it as a world in which the things that you associate with power that you don't have constantly keep you powerless. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, you know, just back to that point, you know, be careful about, you know, what you're telling the universe because the universe is listening, it is listening. And, and it keeps a clean book, you know. And it, and it, it, yeah. yeah. And if you don't want to be spiritual about it, you can say this. And Wayne Dyer used to say something along the lines. I hope I don't butcher it. He said uh, uh, something along the lines of once you realize uh, that you are what you think about, you become very careful about what you think about something along those lines, you will notice, you will experience the world the way you set it up ahead of time. Definitely. And and there's kind of a protocol for this, right? You could say day one, I'm just gonna think the world's positive. Like, you know, go Albert Einstein about it. He said like, you know, you only have one decision whether or not you live in in a good or, you know, a chaotic or good, whatever way he put it, universe. And it's like, okay, wake up in the morning and make that decision, make a conscious decision. Because as you said, the universe is listening. Your mind, your soul, your psyche is listening. That's your universe. Yeah. Personal universe. This is exactly it. You got to command the compass in there. Like what, what direction are we headed? Right. And that's a practice. And I think we keep jumping on that. This is a practice. This is a discipline you will have days where you stumble. Just like if you have a diet that you usually keep for yourself that's pretty healthy and you you went balls to the wall, it's July 4th, you might go crazy tonight. You should get back onto that practice, that discipline on Sunday. Definitely. Um, Or the following day, today's Saturday, I believe. Time's worthless in Corona land. Definitely, facts. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You You don't get to, you know, you don't get to mold reality outside of yourself very much. You can be playful with it. You can interact with it. You are definitely part of the chemical mixture of experience outside of yourself. But at the end of the day, the way that you govern your internal landscape, your internal universe, says everything about how you're going to think about the external universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's money. That's definitely it. And to kind of like loop this all all the way back to the very beginning is like, you know, we're just two guys talking. We're just like, two guys. When's anything bad ever happened from just two guys talking? Yeah, I mean, like, nothing right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. Right? Yeah, yeah. for real. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I, I think this was, like, a, like a beautiful beginning, a beautiful mm-hmm. intro. Um, nice little coalescence. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that uh, we're, we're setting a foundation and I hope everyone who, who even takes the time to listen to this is, uh, you know, I hope you take a, f- a few, few things away from this. And that's uh, one, be aware of your biases. You know, you, you, you may have started this podcast thinking that like, oh man, just two guys talking. I can't wait to get to know who they are. But we were, or I don't like guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I don't like guys. Like, I don't want to listen. Like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, I mean, we're, we're going to switch it up on y'all, you know? Like, right, right. So, 
some days uh, I'll be guy one, he'll be guy two, or I might be thing one, thing two. Like, like, see, we're just playing with labels at the end of the day. We just want you to like, hear out the conversation and take away whatever worked for you. Uh, right. That's it. And sometimes these, uh, uh, like what you and I have been mentioning and uh, talking about for the past few days is uh, you can know something, but never experience it. And that's knowledge. <laughs> But until you experience it, it becomes wisdom. And, and I, think, uh, I, I think that's like a, a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And I think that's like a, a, a good note to end on is we're not going to talk about anything you don't know probably. Yeah. We may, we may put it in specific terms from, from tools we've acquired, uh, different language. We'll always explain what we mean by that or at least do our best. I, you know, that tends to be how we communicate anyway. And um, we do want to mitigate bias, knowing that it is never possible to fully remove it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like right now, you and I are having a biased conversation um, with our own biases and, and our own experiences and our own knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're asking of the, of the listeners is to kind of for them to just listen right. and take it in. Take it in. Take the bias down the peg. Absolutely. Right on. Alrighty, uh, guy number one. What? Uh, what what's? Uh, is there anything uh, that you want to say to the audience and just be like, you know, is, is there any things you want to leave them with? Uh, you know, I comb the internet a lot, um, uh, as, as most people do. I'm on YouTube a lot. I listen to a lot of speeches, a lot of conversations, and I think that the world is longing more for a return to a time where we sat across the table and broke bread than a time where we you know, stood across the room and yelled words at each other. So I'm really mm. optimistic that we can get back to that place. Um, and I think, I think uh, only time will tell, but I think that's where we belong. Heck yeah, I, I, really, uh, I really feel that. Let's break bread. <laughs> break bread, hell yeah. And then, uh, you know what, guy number two, until next time. Hells yeah, all righty. Cheers, my brother, thank you. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, we're, we're, we'll just cut it right there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, dude. Thank you so much for, uh, dude, thank for doing you. this. That was, that was fun, man. That was just, you know, doing what we already always do. Just, uh, just heightened. Close. We, we, yeah. we next leveled ourselves. Yeah. yeah. All right. That concludes just you guys talking. I really appreciate everyone for listening. We got a website coming up and we also have a few other uh, ways for y'all to connect with us. If anything that we spoke about resonates with you, please just reach out. You'll get either one of us, you'll get guy one or guy two talking and uh, you know, just uh, subscribe, maybe even share the link and uh, that would be uh, super fucking rad. So Thanks. Thanks again. This was fucking awesome. Yeah, we're pumped.